Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday, and I'm Michael Novogratik. You are listening to the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast dedicated to affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy issues. Today is Tuesday, March 31, 2009. This week, we will review the submission requirements for CDEs that plan to apply for allocations of new market tax credits in the 2009 allocation application round. We also have a couple of updates on state housing tax credit allocating agencies' plans for implementing the Tax Credit Assistance Program and LIHTC Grant Exchange Program created by the Recovery Act of 2009. But before we delve into the content of this week's podcast, we'd like to remind listeners of three upcoming events that may be of interest, particularly to developers and investors struggling to navigate today's rocky financial terrain. We also have some low-income housing tax credit industry breaking news. First in line on the conference front, in three short weeks, on April 22nd and 23rd, Novogratz and Company will gather in Portland, Oregon, for an event titled Tax Credit Immersion 2009, Innovations in Energy, New Markets, and Historic Development. The conference will focus on how the New Markets Tax Credit, Historic Rehabilitation Tax Credit, and Energy Tax Credit Industries have been affected by the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009. The conference will also address industry concerns about how to successfully plan and implement projects in today's challenging tax credit equity market. As a nod to the focus of the conference, it will be held at the Nines Hotel. The Nines Hotel is located atop the historic Myron Frank Building, which was rehabilitated through the use of NMTCs, Renewable Energy Tax Credits, and Historic Rehabilitation Tax Credits. You can learn more about the agenda and register to attend online at www.novoco.com events. If there are particular topics you want to be sure that we cover, please email us at cpas at novoco.com. Second in line on the conference front is our Financing Renewable Energy Conference in San Francisco April 30th and May 1st. This conference will focus on using tax credits to finance solar, wind, and other renewable sources. This conference is quite timely as the renewable energy industry is reacting to the many changes and opportunities created by the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, including the investment tax credit grant provisions. Third in line on the conference front, I recommend attending our annual housing conference that we hold in New Orleans. This conference has been tailored to focus on the Recovery Act and what lies ahead for the low-income housing tax credit community. State tax credit agencies' responses to the Recovery Act will take center stage at the conference entitled A Look Ahead, the LIHTC and the Recovery and Reinvestment Act. The event is scheduled for May 13th to the 14th in New Orleans. To register, please go to www.novaco.com events. Now, two breaking news items in the LIHTC industry. The IRS just released the per capita population numbers for 2009. Overall, the population of the United States, including territories, increased 0.81%, from just under 306 million people to about 308.5 million people, an increase of nearly 2.5 million people. To the LHTC community, it means that there will be about $7.3 billion in per capita tax credits in 2009. As our listeners know, states have the option to convert up to 40% of these credits into cash grants. With the new population numbers, we estimate that if all the credit allocating agencies exchanged the maximum amount of 2009 per capita credits, they would receive grant proceeds of approximately $2.9 billion. In reviewing the states, 
we find that the largest nominal increase in population was in Texas, with 422,594 more residents. California showed a population increase of 203,000, and New York was third with a population increase of 192,000. In percentage terms, however, the largest percentage increase was in Utah, with a 3.44% increase in population on a year-to-year basis. Louisiana was next, with an increase of 2.74%, and third in the largest percentage increase was Arizona at 2.55%. There were six states that actually had a decrease in population. New Hampshire had a reduction of 19 people, Maine had a reduction in population of 751, Connecticut had a reduction in population of 1,057, New Jersey had a reduction in population of 3,259, and Rhode Island had a reduction of 7,044. And rounding out the six, Michigan had a whopping 68,400 person decline in population representing a 0.68% decrease in population. In the other breaking news item, HUD released a notice seeking early input from applicable state agencies and other interested stakeholders, like our listeners, on a methodology or approach to meet the LHTC tenant data collection requirement as imposed by the 2008 Housing and Economic Recovery Act. HUD anticipates publishing its formal proposal for implementing the data collection guidelines during the summer of 2009. Once data transmission methods are in place, data collection could begin as early as the first or second quarter of 2010. Now let's begin today's discussion with a brief overview of some of the important dates in the 2009 New Market Tax Credit Program Round. We'd like to remind entities that are applying for New Market Tax Credit allocations in the 2009 round of these deadlines. Allocation applications must be submitted electronically no later than 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, April 8th. In addition, applicants for the 2009 round are reminded that they must also submit a signature page and other attachments along with the electronic application. The signature page and attachments must be mailed to the Bureau of Public Debt and postmarked on or before Friday, April 10th. The last date to contact the CDFI fund with any questions regarding completion or submission of the allocation application is Monday, April 6th. More information about these requirements can be found in questions 4, 13, and 14 in the 2009 NMTC Allocation Application Q&A. There is also important information for 2009 applicants in the NOAA that was released by the CDFI Fund last week. As we told you last week, on March 23rd, the CDFI Fund released the amended NOAA announcing that the CDFI Fund will waive, that's right, waive, Qualified Equity Investment, or QEI, issuance requirements with respect to awards made in the 2008 NMTC Allocation Round for CDEs that are applying under the 2009 NOAA. In addition, the revised NOAA also says that the CDFI Fund will increase the anticipated maximum award from $100 million to $125 million. The amended NOAA was formally published in the Federal Register on Thursday, March 26, 2009. Potential applicants are strongly encouraged to read the amended NOAA thoroughly. The CDFI fund predicts it will make announcements of the 2009 awards in October. In the meantime, we also expect there will be an awards announcement in May for the $1.5 billion in Recovery Act NMTCs that will be allocated to high-scoring applications from the 2008 application round. 
Now, let's turn our attention to state-level updates on the implementation of the Recovery Act's Credit Exchange Grant Option and the LHTC GAAP Financing Money, or TCAP funds. On March 25th, the Michigan State Housing Development Authority released a copy of its preliminary draft implementation plan. The plan was also presented to the authority's board on the 25th. In announcing the proposal, the authority said it is, quote, committed to providing as much clarity to the public as possible of the direction, thinking, and planning efforts surrounding the implementation of provisions of ARA, end quote. The Michigan Housing Authority announced its plans for use of its LHCC Financing Gap Closing Monies, or TCAP funds, and its use of credit exchange dollars. The plan outlines four key programs. There's a 9% tax credit assistance program. There's a 9% tax credit exchange program. There's a 4% tax credit assistance program. And there's a Michigan Affordable Housing and Reinvestment Innovation Program. The 9% tax credit assistance program will provide funding support for applicants seeking awards of 2009 LIHTC ceiling. The 9% tax credit exchange program will allow sponsors with an unsyndicated 9% LIHTC award from 2007 or 2008 to return their credits and apply for direct funding from the authority in lieu of syndication of those credit awards. The 4% Tax Credit Assistance Program will provide gap financing resources for proposals seeking 4% LIHTC and taxes upon financing from the authority. And the Michigan Affordable Housing Reinvestment Innovation Program will provide funding to reinvest in existing affordable multifamily housing developments across the state whose viability is threatened. It will also be used to invest in additional production under the three programs outlined above, and to invest in other innovative efforts to improve the viability of the state's affordable housing stock. The Michigan Housing Authority says the preliminary draft plan is intended as a roadmap of the direction that its implementation plans are likely to take, but specifics will undoubtedly change based on feedback from the public, from the regulatory frameworks provided by the federal government, and from ongoing changes in the economic environment. Put plainly, The authority says plans will change and evolve over the next weeks and months. In the upcoming weeks, the Housing Authority will provide additional guidance on the programs outlined in the draft plan, including parameters, application processes, and other like matters. In addition, the authority warns that concurrent updates to other standing authority programs and processes are likely as it seeks to align these new resources with those resources it already manages. In an effort to seek both public participation in the formation of these programs and policies and to keep industry participants informed of the status of expected updates, the authority will take several steps, including holding a public listening and feedback session on April 13th in Lansing. Housing Authority staff will facilitate the session, answer questions about specific provisions of this preliminary plan, and accept comments from members of the public. As soon as additional details of this session are available, they will be posted online at www.michigan.gov slash mshda. Additionally, a frequently asked question section will be developed that seeks to respond publicly to questions about technical implementation and process issues in order to avoid confusion, to avoid duplication of efforts for staff and industry members, and to provide quicker turnaround to specific questions. A quicker turnaround than a process that waits to cover all questions or comments into a single unified document would.
Finally, the Michigan State Housing Development Authority has established a special email address to collect written comments on the, this preliminary plan. Comments on the preliminary plan are encouraged and should be directed to mshdarecovery at michigan.gov. In a related update, the Washington State Housing Finance Commission last week announced a second round of LHTC stakeholder meetings. The commission says the purpose of these meetings is to share and receive input on a draft concept proposal to implement the TCAP and exchange program in Washington. There will be a meeting tomorrow, April 1st, and another on Thursday, April 2nd. Details about the meetings are available online at www.wshfc.org. The Novogratic LHTC Working Group is continuing its work analyzing and making recommendations regarding the implementation of the LHTC Credit Exchange Program and the use of TCAP funds. For additional information about the LHTC Working Group and its, wor- its efforts, contact Mike Morrison or Jeff Nishida in our San Francisco office at 415 415- Three five six eight thousand. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, we have an update on some news from last week's discussion. Last Tuesday, we announced that the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, had released income limit data for 2009. Today, I have a couple of resources to recommend for low-income housing tax credit property owners, managers, or other housing professionals to learn more about this year's data and what it means for you. First, on March 25th, Novogratz and Company's written income limit calculator was updated to include the 2009 written income limit data. It is available online at www.novaco.com slash products slash rentincome.php. Let me say that again, www.novoco.com slash p-r-o-d-u-c-t-s slash r-e-n-t I-N-C-O-M-E, period, P-H-P. You can also go to www.taxcredithousing.com and click on our written income limit calculator. This resource is available free, compliments of Novogratz and Company. The written income limit calculator calculates LIHTC rent and income limits for every county and for every metropolitan statistical area, or MSA, in the United States. It also provides the HUD-sourced 30%, 50%, and 80% income limits for a selected county, It automatically calculates the LHTC written income limits for any selected percentage of the area median income for the selected county, and it allows users to select parameters to calculate written income limits for other affordable housing programs. The written income limit calculator also allows users to choose which bedroom sizes are displayed and choose which income or rent levels are displayed on 10-year historical charts. New this year, the written income limit calculator has been updated to incorporate changes to the law made by the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008. Also, a new field has been added in which users can type the project name, resulting in the project name being displayed on the results page. Additional information about the 2009 limits is also available in the Novogratic Property Compliance Report. This is a monthly newsletter on LHTC property compliance matters that we publish. An article in the April issue of the report examines the new data particularly the changes that were made this year to confirm to the Recovery Act of 2008's LIHTC provisions. A second article is scheduled for the May issue of the Property Compliance Report. It will take readers inside the numbers and provide insight into what this information means for owners of LIHTC properties. If you have any questions about the 2009 income limits, I encourage you to send an email to cpas at novaco.com or call my partner Jim Kroger 
at 415-356-8000. If you're interested in subscribing to the Property Compliance Report, visit us online at www.novaco.com products. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next week when we will bring you the latest breaking news and analysis in the affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy industries. This is Michael Novogratik. I'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, if we can be of assistance, please call.